Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. It is the show that nobody asked for, the AOO Show, audience of one. Right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5, as well as IRLoneStar.com. And wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> I am Andrew alongside the inflatable gorilla of Montgomery County, Dick Schisler. What's up, what's up, what's up? We heard the amazing story last time of Dick and his inflatable gorilla. I still can't believe that. I've thought about that so many times. The theft that you may or may not have been a part of and the gorilla that ended oh, up on yeah. top of the high school. Yeah. For more details, you can go back and listen to our previous show, which is great about podcasts, by the way. You can go back and listen to all our shows if you wanted to. I highly suggest it. Maybe even at half speed. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I did get a lot of response from that. That's man. good. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had people text That's me good. going, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Again, yeah. listening to our show at half speed. It's already funny. Now it's the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. Man, it's been, it's been a while since we've done a show. I know we, we did a show early because of the holiday weekend memorial, and now we're recording late because just issues with scheduling, and man, it seems like it's almost been yeah. two weeks since we've done a show. Well, yeah, it was a busy- I'm rusty. It was a busy weekend How for does this me, work again? and you know, uh, when things don't go as planned, you're like, all right, just screw it. Like, I don't want to do anything I was supposed to do. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> right. So, uh, but yeah, did you have a good weekend? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I was busy installing flooring in my house, which is because mm, let me ask you this: backbreaking, man. So I, I think you, I want to say you sent me pictures of the before and after. Yeah. And I, I was going in my head. You are a father. You know, you have a house. You own a home. Mm-hmm. What project would you say is too big for you to tackle? Because when you said flooring, I was like, man, that's. Is that, yeah. isn't that kind of something you want, like the professionals? To well, do? I I have the answer for you because I've done quite a few remodeling jobs at my house, and I drew the line at installing a new shower, only because the the shower tub part was a little intimidating to me. I didn't want that to leak. I didn't want to have there to be like mold, or it didn't drain right. So yeah. I did hire professionals when we redid our our bathroom to do the shower portion. But I did most of the other stuff myself. Um, but yeah. So have you always been that handy kind no. of guy? No, I just kind of you just YouTube it. Yep, and just figured it out. And what's weird about doing jobs yourself is right about the time you get good at it, the job's done. Yeah, and, and you're, you're like, only doing it. it one time. And you're time. only doing it one time. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's kind of frustrating that way because towards the end you're like, oh man, I'm really figuring out how to do X Y technique on you know sheetrocking or whatever, and well. Now I'm done. <laughs> and if I could do this again, I'd be much better. But that's just the way it works. Yeah, I always, uh, that's what I love about Lowe's and Home Depot and the commercials. It's like, do they really expect all these people to become a carpenter? Well, they're hoping so. But they also sell to pros, too. You know? Well, I know, but, yeah, but the commercials know, are marketed. always like, you know, you're, you're the yeah. builder. And yeah. I'm thinking, like, there's got to be a limit to what people really can do. And I wonder how many great stories there are of how many people have screwed it up royally. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this ended up costing me about four thousand dollars. <laughs> well, they I think there's shows on HGTV that are basically just that. People who have attempted DIY projects that have gone tragically wrong. Yeah. And then they uh, have a show where someone comes in there and tries to fix it. Yeah, so that I mean yeah. well shout out to all the people that try to take care of business themselves. I know I grew up in a family just like that. And I save a lot of money. I've done I've done a lot of odd jobs around the house, but there's certain things, especially when uh that's why I have like buddies who are better at it. Right. And I just called them. They have the correct tools to do it. Mm-hmm. Like for you, I, I remember the last one I just couldn't get it is uh, I replaced our mower blades on our okay. zero turn. Not necessarily a, a home repair, but yeah. But I didn't have the right home tools. Home adjacent. I didn't have the right tools for it because yeah. you needed a basically a certain type of drill to unlock unlock oh, stuff, right. yeah, okay. enough torque. And I was like, all I had is a little <laughs> baby Dewalt, you know. Right. It's like. So I call my buddy. I was. I go. Hey it's man, a handheld I, wrench. I don't know how to do this. Do you? I know you replace your mower blades on your zero turn. Can you? Can you come over and help? And he's like, Yeah, sure. He literally comes over for about a minute, and he's done. Yep. Get the like, right tools, man. And he's man. like, Oh, you just needed this. <laughs> <laughs> Some and impact I'm like, driver. Or and something, I'm yeah. like, Yeah. I'm like, uh, Okay. 
I guess I need to get one of those. There's a lot of truth to that, having the right tool to do a job. Yeah. And I use that excuse as much as I possibly can. It's like, I would do this job better. If I had a I just table saw. don't have the tools. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever it, it might be. That's cool, man. Uh, that yeah, we are recording on my birthday, which is a nice. I was just about to nice mention. Are, are, we are recording, by the way. Yes. Oh, thank you. Okay. Man, you scare the snot <laughs> out of you. me. I'm just asking. I, I don't know that. You've got the board in front of you. We are recording, and yes, it is your birthday today. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Dick. Thank you. Yeah, that's actually part of the reason we didn't record over the weekend because I was celebrating my birthday. That's right. And then, Family and friends in town. You don't want to be up here with me. I guess we well, could have brought them into the studio and they could have had an audience here. Yeah. Or we could have had an audience. Yeah, we were supposed to go golf and we had all these plans. You know what happened, man? It fell through. Well, uh, sadly, <laughs> I had a domestic problem with my, uh, my, um, my wife is leaving me. And when that happens, and I'm okay, everyone, don't worry about it. Uh, it's more of like, how much responsibility do I have to give to this relationship now that you're the <laughs> one deciding to leave? Mm-hmm. So I was being called, you know, it was just kind of like I was still being the husband. Right. And I'm like, do I really have to do any of this stuff? Yeah, I don't have any obligations anymore. Like, that's kind of like my, my whole mindset the whole weekend because, you know, she's moving and stuff. And I'm going like, I don't have to help you at all, right? Like, yeah. and then, of course, I'm the one that knows how to do everything. So it's like, how do you do, how do you open this? How do you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe your new boy toy can help you out. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's one of those things, and yeah. so that's why I was appreciative of it over the weekend, going being flexible with me. I was like, I don't yeah, really know. Problem, man. I'm waiting for a phone call. That's all I'm waiting for. Well, I, I assume that this show had you know partially to do with the the, the issues at home, so I, I oh, thought 100%. I could be. As, yeah, I thought I could be as accommodating as possible. She's jealous. Of she you. was fine up until this show started. Yeah, she's. Like, I can't believe y'all talk about that kind of stuff. We don't talk about that. <laughs> no, kind No, of not even, man, not even. Well, so, I'm sorry to hear about that, but happy birthday. Yeah, I don't know. I always that's why I, I kind of did that little jab. I was like, man, this is such a great birthday. <laughs> Yeah, the best. Simply but, the uh, best. But yeah, uh, going forward, I think we uh, will be doing the show on my only on my birthday. So we got to record yeah. only only on my birthday is when we can do the show. An annual uh, outing, huh? Yeah, I'll get some ideas though. I think I, I've I've been thinking about a lot about how much fun we have and Sundays when we record. It's such an easy day to like be relaxed because mm-hmm. it is a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we could do a little bit more relaxing. Okay. So I'm good with that. I like it. When's the last time you uh you rode in an Uber? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I know I have. I mean, yeah. it, so I remember <clears throat> the first time I rode in an Uber, it was really, really strange. Like I felt weird about getting into a stranger's car. Oh, I remember now. That's exactly what you do when you're in a taxi. But for whatever reason, it felt weird. Well, no, what I love about it, <clears throat> this is a great story. So uh, we were in Houston. A lot of my family was in Houston. We were out. You know, I forgot what we were doing, but we were out pretty late, and we ordered an Uber like at one a.m. Mm-hmm. and it was a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, and I've never really been in a Tesla or I have like had the Tesla uh, Uber and in I, Houston before. Yeah, and I was having the greatest time. I was like, "Can I sit up front?" Well, this guy couldn't. The, the the if you wanted to sit up front with my Tesla Uber driver, you couldn't because he was handicapped. And he had his wheelchair in the front, so oh. we, the back seats Look were the only that. thing that was available. Yeah, super nice dude. I remember it very. Clearly. But yeah, I had a great time. I was like, "What's this button do? What's this do? <laughs> what's this? This screen is huge." And uh, it's I, the eject button for the passenger. Yeah, I I'm kind of amazed how you know for the past like I don't want to say 50 years, there's been all these PSAs like don't be distracted while driving, don't you know, don't text and drive, right. don't you know, blah blah blah, and then you get in a Tesla. And it's a it, massive screen of options to distract you. Everything. Which is why they've added the self-driving, I guess, because I they mean, know you're going to be distracted. It, it's nuts. And I was, <laughs> no, it kind of is. But yeah, I was. it's it's funny to me that, oh, I'm in an Uber. <laughs> I'm yeah. in some really fancy car. Well, it's it's interesting. So I, as I've been traveling a lot for work, I have been getting into more Ubers, either from the airport and back and forth or just getting around town. And it seems like there has been a decline in the quality of vehicles that uh, the Uber drivers are, are utilizing. And I know when Uber first started, there were some fairly strict rules on the condition of your car. It had to be within like four years of age, X number of miles. You know, they were trying to create this image that it was a safe you know, place to, to travel with. And by God, that is not the case anymore. It is a shockingly high number of Uber drivers that have a myriad of lights on, service lights, indicator lights <laughs> in their cars. Every time I get it, it's like, Let's see what's on over there. Oh, look at that! You need brakes, and uh, your check engine is on. It's cr- and I'm and I'm not. 
I'm not exaggerating here when I say it's it's probably about 60% have multiple lights on. Well, you know, it is their personal car a lot of the times. Yes. And I don't really care. They're I'm, in various states I, of disrepair, though, man. It's pretty well, shocking. I think it's a little different from, like, the mindset of using Uber. Because usually, the I, I would say 100% <laughs> of the time, I use a Uber because we've been drinking. So it's like, sure, I, I guess don't you don't care. Like, you just I, need just to get wanna, there. I just need to get there. Even if this car isn't safe, it's safer than driving drunk, exactly. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm always like, I don't care. Just get me there. Whatever it is. And uh, we, I did meet somebody that didn't have a car, and they only used Uber. That was their transportation. Wow, that seems like it get expensive. And well, they were trying to explain. They lived in New York, I think it was New York, one of those cities, like really busy city. Might have been Chicago, but they lived like in downtown. So he's like, "Oh, I could bike, but if I didn't want to bike and I had to get there, it's like Uber's the easiest thing to do, and it's better than owning a car because." It costs you a lot of money to own a car in that city. Yeah, I could see that. And so, the uh, parking and everything else, if you live yeah. in a certain like urban setting where it's difficult to do and you got to pay for that. Well, anyways. So, are you ready for an update on the cheese rolling contest? Oh, yeah. You know, we talked about that, I think it was two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it occurred, and we do have a winner. And apparently, I guess they do different divisions, too. They have like a female and a male division, which I didn't know that. I suppose it makes sense. Um uh, but how do you know that you've won a race after being knocked unconscious? Because that's exactly what happened to the 19-year-old female winner, uh, Canadian Delaney Irving. And she found out that she won this year's event from the hospital tent. Now, we showed some videos last time. I don't know if you want to show them now because this is really, really gruesome. And I, I would probably just opt out of doing that. But um, listeners, if you want to see the video of her, her winning... Uh, you can probably find it, but she's rolling down the hill and she slams her head into the side of the hill pretty viciously and is knocked unconscious. And she continues the last, I don't know, maybe five to 10 feet of the contest completely unconscious, just rolling. And they stop her and she's the winner. And they take her to the medical tent. She comes yeah. to and they're like, hey, by the way, you won. I feel like that would be celebrated. Oh, I'm sure she's going to go down in like the lowers, that's like the annals yeah. of the, the Gloucester cheese rolling competition is the person who finished unconscious. And I can see that being a big deal because they're like, oh, finally, we actually had someone get knocked out but then cross the finish line. Yeah, I don't, again, I don't know if you saw the video. I, I it, always, is, it is bad. Because I always wondered like in NASCAR, you know, when they have a wreck, it can be really bad. And I'm like, I wonder if anyone's ever won because they rolled. Well, I think it's a combination. I was watching the women's event, and it looked like a, the majority of them were sliding on their on their butt, on their butt yeah. and then they would kind of pick up, roll, 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 and then slide. They, they try to control it as much as possible. Uh, the men seem to be a little bit more out of control, uh, but, the you know, it's inertia. You get moving faster, and towards the end, you, your, your speed gets faster and faster and faster. And, uh, and the men's division was won by Matt Krola. He's 28 years old. Um, and when they asked him about training, he said, you know, I don't think you can train for it, really. Um, it's just about being an idiot. <laughs> These guys Sums know what they're in for. Yeah. Sums it me, up. Remember, we were talking about training and things, I think, last time we talked about this. How do you train and techniques, this, that, and the other? And you said you thought you had it down. This guy's just like, go for it, bro. I'm just going to go whichever way I can. But he made it down relatively unscathed. I think the, the picture of him, he had some cuts on his face, but that's about it. Do it for the cheese, baby. Do it for the cheese. All right, good. That's a, good, that's a nice update. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I'm surprised we, it's we not go back. I, on the fact, ESPN The Ocho. I, it might. Is that even on anymore? I remember The Ocho. Because they had that many ESPNs that they were up to eight of them. Is that I what the concept was? that was a joke. Was? Oh, I don't even know. I just know I they have was from like, Dodgeball, the movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I, that's what maybe I thought. That's I thought they were making fun of it. I th- yeah, but see, that's the problem is I actually thought that was potentially correct, right? <laughs> the Ocho. I know they had three or four of them. Oh, you know what? Speaking but, of ridiculous sports TV stuff, over the weekend, I was hanging out with my buddies and... They're like, hey, you can put it whatever you want on the television. And I don't have television, so I haven't looked at TV yeah. in a long time. So I was going through it. I found the gambler's dream. Okay. FanDuel. You ever heard of FanDuel? Of course. They have a TV channel. And it's all horse racing from around the world okay. Li- okay. live. Yeah I, th- yeah, I think I've seen something like that. And it was intense. Because like there like is it not normal horse racing? Well, it's just different styles of horse racing, and it's so much information, and it's just the race. So okay. they're literally like, "We're going to Australia right here for the eight by two, but go and then it has like the numbers of the mm-hmm. you know the odds and like bet now, and then like within 
30 seconds. Now we're back here. We're, we are up here in Florida, and da, 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 like we have yeah. this race. And, so, then, and you can bet on each uh, one like, of these. I, that, I guess you can get on FanDuel. I'm wow. not a gambler, but I was like, this is wild. This seems like a really bad way to lose it was going, a good way to lose was, money quickly. It was going so fast. I was like, how yeah. do you even make bad? How do you even know? I, did, I don't know how that's even legal, I'll, to be honest I want to see if I can find it. But there was like carriage racing. But oh it, yeah, I've seen that. But it's like they lean back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't even look like a carriage. It's yeah, literally they're getting aerodynamic. Yeah, and then the horse <laughs> looks also like it's flip over too. Well, no, I don't know. It was just it looks so boring. Yeah, and <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you bet all this. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just let, you know let the, the gamblers out there know if you if you have that itch. It's like a, I compared it to watching. Have you ever seen the Red Zone NFL Red Zone? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know when know. it's like the high time when it's, it's like about the, to score when it's the noon game. So there's like eight games going on, uh-huh. and it's like go 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 yeah. go. Like we're going we're gonna go to Pittsburgh. We're oh no, no, no we're right. Going. Well, the concept is there. The Red Zone is when you're inside the twenty yard line to the that's goal. That's what they show. And so that's what they. That's the only thing they show. And so then, there's a high probability of a score that's about yes. to happen. And if nothing's happening, they flip, flip over to another one that's within and the twenty yard. The Red Zone. When there's so. it's a good concept. Well, no, no, no. It's like you got to be on cocaine or something watching that. Because when they, it's only during like the noon o'clock games. That's the only way I watch the Red Zone. <laughs> well, no, because like I go, can you imagine this announcer? This announcer has to be on his toes. So they do have a moderator, but I think they go to the actual. Uh, well, this this FanDuel, one guy was doing all of it. Oh, okay. And I was like, can you imagine that being oh. your job? Your four hour no. shift is like just trying to talk no as way, fast man. as possible. Talk, and what I love. Is these names of the horses are ridiculous? Oh yeah, they're awesome. That's the best part. It's like liquid brown smoke, and I was <laughs> like, "What does that even mean?" And, and coming around the corner is chocolate starfish. Chocolate starfish yeah. is passing. No, it, brown it, smoke. It's oh, so it's funny. Smoke brown smoke. But, uh, brown. Oh, it's chocolate starfish. But at the are, I was so surprised that was on TV. <laughs> I will never get that job. I'm and, terrible at that. <laughs> oh, I was like, I would love to do that for like the summer. That'd be awesome. Because again, I don't know anything about horse racing, so all this information made. I mean, there's so much information. Yeah. And all I was like, how do you even be good at horse betting? Like how? Yeah, I'm sure there's techniques and things like the cheese roll, and you just go for it, man. Just go for you it. Just go but, for uh, it. Yeah, like that, I said, I'm surprised. It was that... very entertaining for me. Oh, I bet. Because I was like, 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 why are you watching this? And I go, well, I've never seen anything like this before, and this is nuts. Because yeah. you're going to England. You're going to yeah. Australia. You're going to, I think there was even one in, like, Japan or something like that. I was like, this is the gambler's dream. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm surprised that's legal, but you know now what is, in fact, legal okay. in the state of Indiana. No, this is not Dick in the News, so I'm not going to have you fill in the blank. <laughs> but the Indiana Senate passes a bill to legalize throwing stars. <laughs> that is awesome. I want to know why this is something that came up, though, to be honest with you. But it says the Indiana Senate passed a bill that would legalize throwing stars, quote, under certain conditions. Oh, it's probably, <laughs> okay. So... Throwing stars are not currently uh, legal in Indiana, but the bill introduced by Senator Linda Rogers, whom I bet she's a lot of fun to hang out with. Anybody wanting to <laughs> legalize throwing stars is probably somebody I want to spend an evening with, would lift the ban for recreational use. So you can't use them as defense. But I th- she says that um, in other states where they have axe throwing, it makes perfectly sense that we can have Chinese throwing stars. So I guess this would be for recreation to throw them at targets and things like this, not as use for s- self-protection. But I like it's one step closer, man. I mean, uh, come on, throwing stars. So when I was a kid, I actually had rubber throwing stars. I had no. I have. Did we, you ever have any of those? No, we've like had toys? we had like actual throwing knives and and stars. That was like a thing. I don't know where you bought them. Like our friends would. I got them at an air show because I lived in an area that did a, had had an airport that did an annual air show, yeah. and, and they had like you know the area for gift shops, or whatever. And they had Chinese throwing stars, and they were rubber. And then you could zing those things and I'm knock talk, an eye out pretty I'm talking easy, about real ones. Like, we had no, real ones. Oh, no. Real? Oh, dude. That yeah. is, you sure you want to disclose this on the... Is it illegal in Texas to have that? I have I, no idea. I have no idea either, man. Because there's certain things that you would have no <laughs> I, idea. I, I don't think they're legal. But it's... I don't understand exactly why. I mean, because honestly, we've got guns. You can kill somebody from a distance. You can pick up a rock and throw somebody. I don't know. Yeah, Chinese throwing. It does kind of seem a little Bond-like, though, right? It's, it does seem like something a Bond villain well, would use. something that, like, kid kids would buy and i guess maybe that's, that's the why issue. it appeals like, who else would buy it? the person who's going to buy nunchucks <laughs> right yeah but do, yeah. you do have to be worried about if you get into a scuffle with somebody he pulls out chinese throwing stars and nunchucks they have to be Chinese. not though, the guy they? not the kind of guy you want to mess with yeah. right because you're thinking the odds are he's crazy and doesn't know how to use them 
which is just as dangerous as somebody who knows how to use them, if you think about it. Yeah. I'm glad they lifted the ban. Congratulations. So it says the bill would include some restrictions. Throwing stars would only be permitted at certain businesses, and children ages 12 to 17 could only throw stars with parents' written permission. Boy, those won't be faked or forged. Yeah. Hey, Mom, I need this sign uh, for so it it's, sounds like school, the, it's it a school field trip. Carnival Mafia got to the Indiana. No. <laughs> Because carnival, yeah, because oh, yeah, they I wanted think that's to make probably where they the, sold them, right? Well, not even that. They wanted to make money from the games, so it's like, hey, now we can have Chinese throwing star games, and hmm. so it's probably the mafia or the what do you call them? The uh, starts with an L. I won't the lobby. The lobby. <laughs> the lobby. <laughs> yeah. The throwing the, star lobby. No, the carnival. It's, it's big the throwing carny star lobby. The, oh, carny the carny lobby. lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it passed forty-eight to one. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it's, I, what I love about this kind of stuff is it is necessary, but it's kind of like, that's what you did today, is you reviewed a bill to yeah, man. about throwing stars. stars. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then we can't get marijuana anywhere near being voted on in certain states. It's like, yeah, but we've got we got throwing stars. we got throwing stars, dude. I love it. A Sonic employee was arrested after losing a bag, <laughs> again, not dicking the news, <laughs> fill in the blank, in customer's hot dog, and that is a bag of... Cocaine. Oh, yeah. This is wild. This is a wild story. So, apparently, in New Mexico, uh, there's an employee that's been arrested for losing his bag of cocaine while preparing a hot dog. Authorities say 54 year old Jeffrey Salazar was arrested Tuesday in Española after a woman found a bag of white powder inside of her order. How terrifying would that have been to bite into your hot dog at Sonic and pull something out and realize? Dude, illegal substance, drugs or not, I'd be freaking out that maybe I ingested something. You don't know what's in there. Oh my god! So I yeah, guess yeah, I, I'm kind of cons- I'm kind of interested to see the actual falling of the drug into the hot dog. So they say right. They said there's uh, security footage of him frantically searching for it. Like you know they have footage of him behind the counter. Yeah. And he's doing you know hands in the pockets in front. But looking. how does it get in a hot dog? I don't know. Well, apparently he had made a purchase of this cocaine earlier outside well, in the parking lot. Well, clearly he brought it into work. And he brought it in, you know, because... But like, how does purchase. one go like, oh, my... Because I've done it when I put my hand in my pocket and I pull out like, you know, you, sometimes you have like a dollar bill. Yeah. And and then you, but, you, and but you try to grab your keys and you're like, oh, we, that, yeah. But yep. they didn't oh, yeah, it pulls fly up in the air <clears> and land right in a hot dog. dog. We're also probably not taking into consideration he's probably not of sound mind or he's not sober, too, right? I'm guessing he could well, potentially have been. Why are you judgmental? Else. Maybe it's for his mom <clears throat> for medicinal uses. You're right. I, I apologize to David Salazar from New Mexico. Yeah. <clears throat> but it is pretty crazy. So, not one of the things I would want to find in, in my food, that's for sure. What are some? Have you found? I would love to find that. I mean, right? Well, that's this is okay. It depends, I guess, on your perspective. Have you found anything in your food one time that was just really disturbing? I think the only time it's the disturbing part would be like, like for example, fried chicken. There's I forget what they call like the blood right. clot kind of thing because that's the normal thing in chicken. But then when you're eating it, you're like, oh man, and then uh, that kind of stuff. It kind of off puts it like oh gross yeah it's nasty uh and it's like the worst is when you're eating like a bag of doritos and they have that high concentrated ball of the seasoning uh-huh. yeah and you don't know and you just put it in your mouth and then it just like ruins the yeah. whole thing yeah because you're just like oh, oh and uh stuff like that that's the only time it really weirds me out yeah i've never i never I've... found like a roach or anything yeah well i was at a, at a restaurant one time fast food restaurant and the person there i was not at my table, but at another table, same time as me, op- open up their hamburger, and there was a roach in their burger, and they went back and was yelling at the people, and I was like, hmm, that looks weird, as I crunched into my burger. <laughs> Didn't really affect me much, but no, I mean, you know, everybody's found, like, the hair or whatever, but finding a bag of cocaine has got to be terrifying. Unless that's your deal, then you're like, score. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. I love so, it. So, uh, Avis, you know, the, the car company Avis, right? Uh, has charged a customer $6,000 after claiming she drove a rental car for 23,000 miles in three days. <laughs> so, Is that possible? So, right. Uh, well, uh, if you are, I guess, going, what is it? Actually gave the, the mathematics in here. She estimated that she would have had to have driven 100, uh, oh, no, no, no. She estimated that she drove only 186 miles during that time. 
but to have gotten to 23,000 miles, she would have had to have driven 310 miles an hour for 72 straight hours to hit that distance. So well, the next, she returns the car, and the next day she sees this chart, and she's like, "What the heck?" Well, see, that's that's this is an example of the negative technology of negative use of technology because yeah. it probably is all automated. Yeah, and well, well, for some reason it read wrong, and then no one, no one issued. I think the, somebody probably still had to type in that number of the mileage. I bet, and it's like twenty five cents. Oh, per, you think so? I'm guessing it's a twenty five cents per kilometer over, and so that's where it charged up all the way to six thousand dollars. Oh, there you go. Yeah, what's the furthest you've ever driven a, a rental car? I, I'm thinking one a time a rental car. Yeah, I mean, probably a couple hundred miles. So I I remember taking a rental from Fort Worth all the way to uh, El Paso and back one day or one day <laughs> over the course of a week, and I can't remember how many miles, but I had to have put like fifteen or sixteen hundred. I'm thinking maybe more than that even on it, but twenty six twenty three thousand. Is that when you're doing your muling your muling days? I played the fifth. Yeah. I was, I did, I was employed at Sonic at the time. Yeah. Oh man, this cocaine fell into my car. <laughs> right next to this hot pocket yeah. in the trunk, man. I'm telling you, the hot pocket. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was looking at the other uh, articles you got, and another technology accident you wrote, uh, you found was about crypto.com. Yeah, so on the opposite side of it. Yeah. This is, this is somebody who. You know, you found a charge in your in your bank, and you go, "Whoa, I, I, hold on! I, I didn't spend this money." This is a story of someone's the exact opposite. They had money put into their account. Yeah, they put in a one ten point five million into an Australian couple's account, and I, this reminded me of a story I heard from an IRS person. We had an IRS person, not IRS uh, CPA, and they're telling a story on one of the shows where this man got a check from the IRS mm-hmm. for $3 million. Mm-hmm. And he freaked out because he's like, that's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen. And I really want to put that money in my bank and just see what happens. And he called, Probably the, not he called the CPA. And what was funny is she said, like, you wouldn't believe it was like the conversation to have the IRS about giving the money back or figuring out what's going on. Because they almost, she's like, they almost did it to see if he'd do it. That's what she thought. Because after all the conversation, like, this is, it could be a mess so up. Think just it could, catch like, him red-handed at something well, else? Or, I mean, well, no, because she was saying, like, they were, he wasn't even owed money. So why would they send through complete, any any amount, any amount mistake, to him? Yeah. And that's what uh, that's what they were trying to figure out. Because usually when that happens, that means, oh, like you said, they mistyped the button or something mm-hmm. like that. But they're like, does he owe any money? Is he flagged for something? Right. And they're like, no, no. And it's like, well, here's the check. Here's this. Like, how do we make sure this never happens again? Because knowing the IRS 10 years from now, they'd be like, oh, you, you got $3 million. You, we owe you $3 million still. Because I, I can see right. government computer people not update anything. It reminds me of my buddy who had a <laughs> – this is kind of a funny story. He had a warrant out. Uh, in, a, in a town that was between like his family, as, as one will have, yes, a, a, between his family and where he lived, and he took care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like he t- well, whatever he got in trouble for, he got he took care of it. Not a big deal. I think it was like for speeding ticket or something like that. And every time, I think it was for like six years, if he ever got pulled over in that town, they arrest him on the spot because they still thought he had a warrant. Good God! And it had, he got to the he goes it got to the point where I just left it in my car. If I traveled, I had the paperwork. Because he said it happened three times, where Whoa. he got immediately arrested, went to went to the jail, and he's like, "No, guys, like that's not. They're supposed to delete yeah. it from the computer, right. and they never." Did. I got a crazy story that reminds me of something. So um, when I was in college, I was on the bowling team. We had I'm going to change the names here. Um, we had a kind of a, a chaperone that was maybe about ten years, twelve years older than us, who would travel with us from time to time on some of these trips. And, and this one time we were going to Missouri for a bowling trip and we were, gosh, I don't even remember where we were. I think maybe Oklahoma or maybe we were, we were somewhere in between San Marcos and, and Missouri. And we have a cop pull up behind us, lights come on. We're like, oh man, I guess we were speeding or whatever. He, um, he gets, you know, rolls his window down, hands the license to the officer and we're all just kind of like, oh, man, I wonder what the deal was. The officer comes back and pulls the chaperone out of the car and slams the door and kind of walks him behind the car. And we're all looking. This is in a Suburban. Cuffs him right there, throws him in the back of the car. And it's like, what is going on? So then there's, you know, the five or six of us younger guys just sitting in the car like, that was supposed to be the adult that was 
supposed to, you know, be our chaperone for the week. What's going on? I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes later, he gets out of the car. Our chaperone does. Walks back in, sits down. He's like, whew, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> We're like, what's going on? Well, apparently there was a, it was a case of mistaken identity. Yeah. And he had the same Tim Johnson name that was on the run, and he matched loosely the, the description. And they cuffed him and held him and detained him for X number of minutes until they could determine it was not yeah. the same person. But we were freaking out watching him getting busted right there That's on funny. the spot. Yeah, pretty nuts. Well, getting back to this crypto thing, it's really funny because they were supposed to get a $100 refund. Oh. And they were transferred $10.5 million accidentally. And it took this company, Crypto.com, seven months to find the mistake. Do they spend the money? So what do you think they did? They spent the money. You damn right they spent the money in seven months. Immediately they go out and buy houses. They start transferring money to friends. Um, yeah, all over into different banks as quickly as they can. And then, of course, once Crypto.com or whatever it was, Crypto, was it Crypto.com? Yeah. Yeah. When they came back looking for their money, like, well, we don't have it, man. We don't have it. So they're, they've been going back and forth um, trying to sue these people to, to get the money back. And I don't know if it's ended or not yet, but see, it, I just, I, it, you know, it's funny. I feel like there's a threshold, and I would love the audience, our audience of ones, onesies, uh, telling us, what is your threshold to return money? Yeah, this, uh, okay, so you, that's kind of where I was going to go with it. Because if it's $10 million, I'm giving it back. Right, that's too much if it was, to not if go If it was like $100, I mean, I'd be like, uh... Instead of like a dollar? Because the fact, right, right. The but, fact is that she's transferring money to, she's got uh, relatives that live in Malaysia. No, I get how she's she... Got, but her activity showed that she knows this is not her money, right? It's not like she got it and she goes, oh, maybe I made some invest. My investments paid off. Yeah. You know, no, this was obviously an error. She knew it and she quickly acted upon this to get rid of this cash. So I was going to ask you. Would you would you oh, keep it? Ten uh, million? No. Oh no! I'd immediately call them because yeah, I'd be like, I couldn't either. Because I don't even know the law. Like I couldn't. I, even if you told me the law was, yeah, you can keep that money because they willingly transfer it to your account. Right. I'd be like, no. I feel like they're gonna somehow get me in the end. <laughs> like, you know what? I would call them and say, look, you accidentally transferred this ten million. I need to give it back. Is there some kind of reward for, for giving you this money back? You know, give me a hundred k or something, and then yeah. it's clear and free, and you got a hundred k and a clear mind, a clear conscience. Now, I wouldn't do it either, but yeah, you're right. What would be the threshold? Like 10K, right? Mine's pretty low because... That's pretty high. I feel like think? if someone accidentally gave me 10K, I'd be like, yeah, I probably need to report that. Yeah. Like $100? I don't really... I, I, that to me is like day-to-day -day change. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just a, so a, it's a rounding not, error. That's not really that big of a deal. But if it... Because when someone accidentally sends you that much money, either the transaction was supposed to be around there or it's a complete... Like, it's a trap. Mm. So, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. All right, last story be, uh, before we have the um, break. Did you like, I I'm guessing the answer here is yes, but did you play, like, classic Nintendo games? Yeah. Back in the day, Mario Brothers and stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure you I had an fan. NES. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's, NES, isn't that the, is that the original? It's that the original. Is that the same well, one? Yeah. Okay. okay, did you play Duck Hunt? Yeah. Yeah, I loved Duck Hunt. I couldn't get very far on it, but it was pretty funny. Well... Thought you might find this funny. A South Carolina man robs a convenience store using the duck hunt pistol. I don't. I mean, that's actually not a bad idea if you're crazy. Because has not people like haven't people robbed stuff with like a payday? Well, that's the thing. So I was going to ask you. Uh, I don't know what the exact laws are, but I think this guy didn't do himself any favors because if you just walk in and say, "Hey, I'm robbing the place." give me all your money, but you're unarmed and you don't present anything like under your shirt or even a point in, you know, a finger, I think it's just robbery. But the moment you involve some sort of weapon, I think it goes up to like aggravated assault or aggravated and that's what elevates it, even if it's the duck hunt gu uh, gun. Yeah. So I, I think this guy didn't do himself any favors at all, but I just thought it was funny that he wrapped up his duck hunt gun in black tape and decided to go use it for a robbery. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Uh, yeah, smart, I would pretty say. Pretty smart. Yeah. I like yeah. it. All right, so when we come back from break, guys, uh, we have some updates from a story we talked about from our very first show. We'll be back. Audience of One, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Listen to the brain droppings of local hosts, me, Andrew Belschner, along with the jewel of Montgomery County Radio, Dick Schisler. 
topical musings, news stories, oddities, or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves, all mixed together with the occasional guest. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. All right, we are back. Oh, what was that? That was a that was a candy bar commercial. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, don't the worry about it's it. It's like an 80s. Don't song. worry about it. Focus, focus. We're back with audience one. We're here every Wednesday morning. This doesn't make at the show go by any faster, by the 10 way. 10 a.m. We got a uh, Lone Star Community Radio. We're on FM podcasts, all that kind of cool stuff. Make sure to like and subscribe. Now let's get on to the second half of audience. <laughs> You're so efficient today. One. When did you become Mr. Radio Guy? And it's the top of the hour here, everyone, and we are back. And we're back, back. <laughs> it is 218 <clears throat> on <So> June 5th, <laughs> 2023. The weather today. So, man, I got to ask you, are you shoes off or shoes on kind of guy? Like right now? No, I know you got shoes on right now, but do like, I? how do you know? Well, this is true. Actually, I don't even know if you have pants on, to be honest with you. Yeah, one of those days, guys. It's Monday, <laughs> pantless Mondays. <laughs> it's true. So, like, honestly, no, I mean, at, at your house, um, are you walking around it with just, shoes on or shoes off, doing things around, even maybe outside? Shoes. Shoes. I usually wear my shoes, but if I'm, <clears throat> if I know I'm going to stay inside, I might take off my shoes. Yeah. But it also depends if I'm like going to bed, I'll take off my shoes. I'm sure you've met people. That when I shower, I take off my shoes. Oh, well, that, yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you've met people that just walk around constantly without shoes on. You know, when you were a kid outside playing, you look down and someone's running yeah, the street I without shoes. It. I can see it. It's like, why does little Timmy always you know, running around without shoes? Put some shoes on. Like if I'm sitting down and we're watching a movie, I'll take my <laughs> shoes off. Okay, yeah. I, I And then if I'm like, oh, let's go get the popcorn, I'll walk over without putting my shoes back on. Yeah. I'm always afraid my feet are gonna stink though. I don't want to smell it up. But uh, I, I had there. Maybe ha- you should, you know, try washing my feet. Better. Yeah, yeah. No, because it's it's funny because I think I am the person who, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I I have pretty much something on my feet outside of a few scenarios like yeah. you know showering or whatever. And it's always an odd situation to me when you go over to someone's house and you look down and you notice they don't have shoes on, and you think, oh, should I? Should I take my shoes well, off? Well, that's uh, yeah. That's always like I a, don't know. That's always a thing when you go to someone's house because right. you see like their stairwell and then you see a line of shoes line or whatever. Shoes. Yeah. Like, hey, if you before you go upstairs, take that's off. That's a shoes. telltale sign, right? That oh, maybe this is a shoes off household. And so do you feel like maybe guilty into well, maybe I need to take my yeah. shoes off, or on the flip side, maybe kind of- maybe they're just shoes off people and they don't care if you're wearing shoes or not. It's just they always take them off. So then you oddly take your shoes off and they're like, what are you what are you doing? It's just it's a really weird thing because there's two different ways it can go. They can be really passive-aggressive about it and be like, see the line of shoes over there without saying anything. Or they can just straight up, hey, can, can you uh, please remove your shoes? I would love— I would almost rather than just ask me. I would love to see an actual study of how much more dirt you bring in with your shoes on than your what your bare feet are collecting while running around yeah. the house. I, I can understand if you've got kids in new carpet— and they're outside playing. It's like, hey, take your shoes off before you come inside because I don't want the dirt you know, yeah. on my carpet. I can get that. You got hardwoods. I don't know. It's weird. I, I've always been a. It's shoes never really player. bothered me. I've never been like. No, this it doesn't is bother me either. But I've I have run into those situations before, and I'm never quite sure how to handle them. When you look now, like, oh no, shoes off, person. No, no. Do I need to take mine off too? And then it's just awkward, and you're trying to find those those clues. That's just a family shoes thing, man. Just, I mean, I don't. Again. <laughs> Like, if they're going to ask me to do it, I'll do it. Yeah, of course. Oh, like, you, what are you going to be all, like, gonna stand off? But no, man, you take my shoes off. <laughs> Make me. I don't do that. I don't, Make I don't me, man. I can see some jerk doing that, though. I don't do that. I don't take off my shoes. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't remove shoes. You'll, ha- you'll have to remove them for me. <laughs> Just hold your foot out so awkwardly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> How far would you go to rescue a cell phone? Well, I mean, I'm definitely gone to the lengths of taking it apart and like replacing parts of it like um n- no i mean i mean to to save one right so like if you drop it That's in, what I'm in like the potty you yeah, go you I, go, I you go reach it. into the potty yeah to, to save it? oh you're talking about like yeah how I far would you go it? to retrieve it no 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 to retrieve it if you've dropped it somewhere or if you've lost it and you've got to search for it and in this scenario like i said it's in the potty and let's say there's let's say there's water potty in there you're gonna reach in to grab it yeah okay how about uh how about a number two in there yeah. you're still doing it I doesn't bother me. 
Well, I guess it depends on how valuable your phone is. Maybe you already needed it, or I'm sorry, maybe you already uh, were planning on getting a new one. You so, didn't really need it, but well, if for me personally, I I've had the same phone one time for over I don't know eight years. Yeah, my last one I think was six or seven. So it's, it's like crazy. I'm not really. Would you would I'm you reach into the number two potty yeah. to save an eight year old oh. phone? Yeah, dude, my phone five. I well, gotta get do you it. Realize how there's those gorilla pictures and those time. naked pics of me on there, man. Well, I gotta get that, it it's like just the pain in the butt you have to go through. Yeah, to, and the cost—they're expensive. Yeah, it's like I don't really want to deal with that. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I would reach into a number two potty. Maybe I mean, if it was a porta potty, no way, man. Ain't doing it. I just look at that thing, and go. Uh. But you know what? Then there's probably somebody who comes in right after me, and goes, "Hey, cool phone," reaches in there. I think I might leave it in that situation. If it's my, oh, own, I would definitely leave it in that situation. If it's my own mess, I'm probably doing it. Well, well it's more of like. Reaching into a porta potty is a lot bigger than you think. You can't like you actually have to get. Oh yeah, in you there. may have to get like shoulder deep. Yeah. Oh, so no, man. I would never. I would never do. Hey, that. speaking of porta potties, when did they start putting urinals in them? That wasn't a thing until maybe like a decade uh, ago. Well, first I, time I saw my hand. They're great because they're it's quicker. Well, it's faster and you don't make a mess on the seat potentially. Yeah, makes sense I've heard to somebody me. does that for people who have to sit down. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, but I just I don't remember them always being that way. And then one day I looked over and said, "Hey, look at that." I think I'll try that out. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> How many porta pies do you use a day? Two. Okay. I know you live a different lifestyle than me. So. I certainly do. With your shoes off and Uber drivers. <laughs> well, there was a government official in central India who's been placed on suspension after he ordered a reservoir to be drained to retrieve the phone that he dropped. Now, if you know about anything that's going on in India right now in terms of their weather, they're having a severe drought and water crisis. And this guy dumped millions and millions of gallons of water over the course of three days so that he could find his phone that he dropped in there. So he is a food inspector. (laughs) I mean, when they say government official, it makes it sound like he's some sort of elected official. But he's a food inspector, which I guess in India is probably a fairly... Important job, considering the population they have over there. Um, but he said he, it, they drained about three to four feet of, of water, which represents millions and millions of gallons of water to get it. Well, he has been charged, and I, I don't know what... Says, well, not says, even that. It's like, I wonder what the recovery of a phone like that, because if you... Say you drop your phone, and it's on. There's a high chance it'll get fried eventually. Yeah, it's not even going to work. So he's, he's Just, trying to probably claim that it has sensitive information on it. But I'm thinking oh, to myself. I'm thinking to myself. Some of the newer phones are "quote unquote" waterproof. I know. But. So, but it's like, I can really see that being a situation, though. Like, say the president of the United States drops his phone. Yeah. And it's like, hey, yeah. we uh, not we, a food inspector in India. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I bet they will drain stuff. Uh, they'll go above and beyond to get a certain device. Because it's like, hey, uh, that kind of has the launch codes on it. <laughs> And I don't want to freak everyone out right now, but we need to come back. And just, we need to somehow get that. Now, I don't know why he didn't just get some divers. Yeah, I yeah, I guess he thought no one would notice four-foot drop in the water reservoir and he was going to be sneaky about it, yeah, I guess. But if he has to go get divers, then that raises a lot. Or maybe it's just too expensive. This is free for him. Well, he wasn't been, free. Well, yeah, he's been placed on suspension until a further inquiry because, quote, Water is an essential resource, and it cannot be wasted like this. <laughs> no, I like it. Uh, it's, that's a great question to ask, because I know some people who, you know, oh, I forgot my phone in another state. It's like they'll go through great lengths to get it back. Have you seen the picture, though? Yeah. You can show that to the audience. You can huh? see the reservoir that was... Uh, Let's see if I can... Yeah, the reservoir that was drained there. Um, I Yeah, this is pretty selfish, to be honest with you. It's pretty... It's pretty uh, shallow of him to do that was really bad it's a really bad joke <laughs> yeah but especially again considering the fact that these guys are struggling for for water over there and he's like well i need to get my my phone back so i'll just drain this water unless he didn't know how much he was going to have to drain because he thought maybe he'd find the phone quicker and it just it kept you know it wasn't showing up not showing up not showing up but so he just had to keep drilling Fair more enough. More. yeah so let's harken back to our very first episode one of the first stories we did was about this billionaire, Brian Johnson, who um, is trying to reverse his metabolic age. You remember this? Oh, yeah. He looks great. Yeah, he did. I think he was like in his mid-40s, and he had actually he had like a metabolic age of someone who was 33 or something like that. 
one of the things he was doing was the collagen peptides, which again, that's I'm, what you do. I'm still on them now, baby. I'm yeah. on. The, I'm on. You the, look great. Thank you for noticing. You, you man. would. You'd be shocked to learn that Andrew's actually 52. Like I'm. I'm constantly like, are you really? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, no, not, not quite. <laughs> but it's the peptides. You never know. I mean, I'm starting to get them injected. I remember this conversation that we had about this guy because I was yeah. I was always wondering like how long, how much of his day is actually spent right. doing this crap because right. it sounded like a lot, like at least four hours a day. He's trying not to age. I'm like, well, you're just wasting time four hours a day doing all that stuff. Yeah. Well, now he's got a new trick up his sleeve to try in an attempt again to stay young. He's infusing himself with the blood of his 17-year-old son. Okay, now I'm gonna, this that you know that's a joke. That was a joke in a uh, Silicon Valley. The show? The show, like the billionaire guy. Oh, maybe this guy's just desperate for attention then you think? I well, I don't know cuz a lot of the cool jokes about Silicon Valley is how much they make fun of Silicon Valley itself. And I and I go that's probably a true story. When I saw the main character getting infused yeah. with a younger person, I can tell, I'm like, because I think at that time they were trying to get a, either, I think what it was, the joke, they are trying to get his blood and put like drugs in his blood, that way he gets in trouble or something, I forgot what it was, and they found out he does these infusions with the 16 year old or something like wow. that, and that was kind of the joke, they are like trying to blackmail the, well this guy's, this guy's doing it for real. But so, but again, I think <clears throat> a lot of their jokes come from truth. So yeah, yeah, maybe I, so. I wonder if that really works though, because I mean, imagine going on like Craigslist and be like, "Hey, I'm 17. You want some of my blood?" Well, it says that he then donated a liter of his blood into his 70 year old father. So he's in there swapping stuff around. Well, someone's got to try it. Yeah, yeah. I think it does have some benefits for um, people trying to treat certain diseases. I don't know about staying younger. Uh, says it's been shown to delay or reverse the aging process by boosting energy levels, speed up recoveries from injuries, and reduce adrenal fatigue in patients with autoimmune. Well, I mean, well in patients with autoimmune disorders. Because that's what in a relatively Lance normal, did, right? ha- a, a healthy person. I don't know. He did all kinds of stuff in, as no. well as blood transfusions, right? But I think it was his blood. Oh yeah, maybe, oh, man. I don't remember. I used to be up on his story. What did he do? I, I, there was some sort of blood. Sp- like spinning process that he did. Well, yeah, he would, it would add more oxygen or something to the blood, and so when he would between races, he'd recover faster by putting yeah. his yeah. like blood that has been fixed. Because when you're working out, you're going through it. So what he would do is he'd take out liters before a race, like a week before. Gotcha. Have a whole lineup. So when he'd rest <clears throat> that night, he would get this new blood that's basically started. It's like almost like you're starting anew. Interesting. Now, I'm probably going to piss off a bunch of cyclists here, but I, I don't know much about cycling. But I have heard at the professional level, they're all doing stuff, right, at various levels to try and gain an edge. Right? Well, you need to watch. But he There's just a great did documentary it. called Icarus. He just did it to an extreme level and was really good at it. Icarus? Yeah, it's a great documentary. Cause it talks, about cycling? Well, it, it, or about doping? It, it talks about blood doping, and it gets even crazier. So it starts off with... A guy who wants to cycle, but wants to do steroids, wants to do the whole thing and a, document it. A common thing to occur. I want to cycle, but I want to do steroids. No, no, he's like, he's not like a professional cycle guy, but he, he loves cycling. <laughs> ah, gotcha. And so he's like, hey, I'm going to do these, I'm going to give myself a year and I'm going to go to a doctor where I can get these regiments. Oh, he's going to try and do it scientifically to, to measure like, the, see the effects. See if it actually really makes me a better cyclist. Then, well, the fact that he was doing that movie, oh, was it in response to the Lance Armstrong? No, I think it was just gen- like he was because that's, curious. Because that sport has a history of yeah, being I think that's why he was, filthy with... I think that's what he was trying to do. And then the Because it's not natural to get on a bike and ride it for 28 well, days straight for hundreds of miles every day. You know? You're going to love this. So the doctor he gets in touch with is some doctor from Russia oh, who's, yes. who's the head of the Russian like Olympic people oh and so the the the, the, the uh, they're the, not known for doing anything well the documentary goes south because this Incorrect. is right when it in the middle of the documentary this is like the funniest thing they get busted the doctor mm-hmm. like this is when the whole you know we're like 2018 i think it was oh yeah 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 when, like and then the they, whole russia yeah, olympic that's yeah. why they were banned from the last olympics last year yeah russia was not they had representatives happens, from russia but well, they couldn't compete as the, the, the country of russia ah. and he's one of the doctors so he's on the run 
and it becomes this like it's more than just this guy trying to do drugs to be good at recycling. It becomes this whole thing. Wow. You need to check it out. It's called Icarus. I think it's on Netflix. It's great. Okay. Sounds cool, man. I don't even know how we got onto that. <laughs> Staying on this uh, living, I'm going to live forever theme, uh, there's a scientist who uh, was attempting to live at the bottom of the Atlantic for 100 uh, days. I heard about this story a few months ago, and I thought it was pretty fascinating. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you're aware of this. He, he made it 97 days. He didn't quite hit 100. I don't know what happened in those last three days where he said, that's it, I can't do any more. But what I think is interesting, he's 55 years old, and he's a retired uh, naval officer, and uh, he lived inside basically a 100-square-foot pod at the bottom of the Atlantic, the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. That's, that's interesting. It doesn't say how deep, because that could be 20 feet, or that could be thousands. I mean, anyways. But when he came... Reminds me of that kid staying outside. Oh, you know, it's been a few episodes since we, we mentioned yeah. well, I'm saying old it, Isaac Ortman. Context Ortman really matters. And, and, uh, context really matters here when you're saying... Thank you for bringing it back Look at my big feet. I've stayed underwater for five years, and it's like, well, yeah, you were literally in a pool. And you, you know what's scary about these kind of people, though? Yeah, what's that? Do you know how they have to use the restroom? Uh, I mean, I guess you pick a corner. Because no, you don't want, no, no, you don't no, want to no, get no. your sleeping corner and your potty corner no, no, no. mixed there's, up. There's so. a... Uh, there's a toilet outside of the bunker. So you have to swim. Hold on, are you talking about his exact scenario or just scenarios well, that you've heard if, like this? If it's if it's what I'm thinking what it is, if it's like a facility where they're doing research and they're doing stuff Pressurized like that. environment of a 100-square-foot pod. Yeah, so basically— I'm assuming they got a little toilet in there, inside. Well, no, it's like they what they do is you swim to a little thing and outside of it, and it's like a bubble. So, like, your chest up is— <laughs> Yeah, you can breathe. It's pressurized. And then you drop trowel, and you just go... Go in, into the ocean? Go in the ocean. <laughs> and this, uh, How cold would that be? Oh, and this one guy this guy was telling a story about, like, he had to... I was to, in a pool! He had to I was go, in a pool! He had to go really bad, and he goes, the worst thing about going number two is Ew. fish love that. Ew, and so you you feel all sorts of stuff, and he's like, one time I was doing it... They're nibbling at your... And I get underwater, I put quarters. my goggles on, I go underwater, and there's a shark, like, right there. I'd hold it. Sorry. And I'll be like, no, I... Yeah, I'm holding it. And that shark's going, mmm. got some... What's fascinating about this is when he when he resurfaced 97 days uh, later, he, he has quite a, a claim to make. And he says that his lifespan has increased by 20%. Yeah. I'm not cool. so sure I buy that. Yeah, well, his mission was originally just to beat the world record for living underwater, which was 73 days. But now that he he's, he's claiming all these um, health benefits from doing this, that he has up to 10 times more stem cells than when he first moved uh, into the uh, underwater pod back in March. I'm like, well, that's probably uh, easily um, uh, quantifiable, right? I would think I would think that that's possible. Take those readings beforehand. So possibly, but 10 times more, that's a lot. It said he experienced 60 to 66% deeper REM sleep. That's rapid eye movement, by the way. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's, and his inflammatory markers have been cut in half, and his cholesterol dropped by 72 points. So I'm just wondering if this is going to be one of these things where you go to the doc, and they're like, hey, man, we're going to recommend the underwater pod treatment. <laughs> you need to get ahead of this. In the back of the studio, you need to have a little... <laughs> little I mean, dope people it, in man. there. I like it. I are Lone Star Studios, and... What would you call it? Dunking <laughs> pad. I don't know. Underwater research. Dick's underwater research. I always, you know, speaking of taking your shoes off before you get into the house or whatever, I always wondered if there was ever a home built where you had to swim under something to get to it. Oh, I mean, I've, I've, I've been to bars like that in Vegas where you have to swim under to reach the bar, which is always kind of fun. But imagine, like, living that way. So it's like, oh, I got to go. I'll see you later. Huh. And I had to jump in, <laughs> jump in the water and like, like almost like Bruce Wayne kind of thing. That's great. You can add that, I suppose. Right. So we, uh, I think I mentioned this at the end of last show or sometime during last show that half of all internet traffic are bots. Okay. And you said, "Yep, I believe it." And I thought, man, that seems really, really crazy to me. Well, it, it's not surprising me that there's internet traffic that are bots, but over half. That's crazy. That's a shocking number to me. Well, you know, I always I always think about this constantly with certain platforms. I can easily see the bots being like Twitter, for example. That's such an easy thing to be a bot, right? Maybe right at half, I should say. Yeah. 
Yes. And because that's it's right, like, that's it, ripe for that stuff. Yeah. And then I was thinking about Facebook, and I was like, because Facebook's unique in the sense, and so is somewhat Twitter, but like you curate your your list of people that you follow. Sure. So, like, I'm pretty sure I know some like people get hacked on Facebook, and it pretends to be Joseph. Right. But then, but usually the content you're seeing on Facebook is the real person because you know that person because you approve that person. And so you don't really think they're bots. Yeah, the new one I'm seeing now is it'll have someone that you know it's tagged and it'll say, so-and-so, I think you knew the person that was involved in this crash. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be a picture of this horrific car crash and you're like, this is not real. Yeah, yeah but well, I meant more of just, that's like a I hack. believe 99% of the stuff I see on Facebook. Not, not the articles. I'm talking about the people posting. Like, oh, that's really... This yeah. person posting this, yeah. But when you go to like sites like uh, like Reddit, mm-hmm. or go to sites like Twitter, it's, it's you're gonna like th- this is just this could all be fake. Oh yeah, this is this well whole shocking thing. A shockingly large number of it is. So uh, this last report uh, found that a staggering forty seven point four percent of all internet traffic, uh, this is from ni- uh, from twenty twenty two, came from bots, and that's up five point one percent from the previous year, which was 42.3%. 42. So it's been like this for a while, but it's trending upward in a, in a shockingly you know, drastic fashion. So this, this company, Imperva, they break down bot traffic into two different categories, basically bad bot traffic and good bot traffic. And uh, bad bots are basically the ones that run automatic tasks, automated tasks with malicious intent. They, they usually scrape data from websites without permission and stuff like that. Um, that's, that's frightening, though, that half that traffic out there is... Is just automated, and it kind of kind of makes me think about AI. I, there was a story. Well, that's part weeks. of it. That's part of the AI. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, there was a, a story that broke a few weeks ago about the Pentagon being bombed, and it kind of started making these rounds on social. And social. That's the way the cool okay. young kids. I get it. That's because social media it takes so much time to say those words. So I just shortened it to social, and it also makes me sound pretty cool. I thought you were talking about the outsiders, <laughs> the socials, <laughs> Pony Boy Curtis. Yeah. No. Uh, God, that, oh, there's a reference from the Wayback Machine. That this this was uh, uh, an attack that was completely faked, uh, AI generated, was not real. But was kind of scary about it was there was other AI that was reacting to it. Oh yeah. And, and so then it starts to be this slippery slope of AI reacting to this, and you know AI well, again, it doesn't know how to tell it, the difference between real life and other AI events. Well, that, that is that, so scary. Again, it's like the platform it's on, and I think that's why so many people have such distrust for any news. Mainly because look at half the reporting stuff. It's like, oh, that wasn't even real. And you're like, what? How did the journalist not? Because I I think there was even an article uh, that was actually published that the AI submitted to be published. As for the, you know how some newspapers have opinions or editorials? Yeah. Apparently an AI got into an editorial. Oh, yes. And they published it in a physical newspaper, and they thought it was a person. And then when people started asking more about— How long ago was this? This wasn't too long ago. This is probably about eight months ago. Okay. But I uh, mean, that seems like that'd be a fairly easy thing to, for AI to slip into. Yeah. You know, and then this guy has absolutely—the guy, this robot, has absolutely no repercussions of what's being said. Yeah, and I think that going forward, though, it's all spiraling especially out of control. Well, not even that. Like when I go on the internet, I'm I'm a hundred percent skeptic all the time. When I'm reading any article on Reddit or yeah. comments, and that kind of like this, this could be a bot. I'm not really going to look too much into this. Yeah, and I think that's a disservice to what the purpose of the internet was really going to supposed to be, like bring people together. But yeah. now, now it's like, oh, we're together, but we don't really know if that's my neighbor's a real person <laughs> making this comment. Like, that's why. I, I get in trouble, but I say I like Facebook mm-hmm. because you can curate it to what you want it to be. Meaning, like, if I go on there, and you can kind of do the similar thing to tw- Twitter, but when you start reading the Twitter comments, you don't know any of those people. Right. And so, like, for example, uh, there's a great page here called I Love Conroe. And yes, it is hilarious. Yes. And I'm like, these I have people. recently checked it out. And I'm like, these people aren't real people. <laughs> Yeah, I think some of them are likely fake. Uh, there tends to be a lot of stories about Well, the about posts snakes. might be fake, but the comments are just wild. Yeah. And I'm like, because there's a lot of posts like, oh, I need money. I need money. Yeah, and some of the ones I see, it'll be like, hey, I found this snake on my porch. What what kind of snake is this? And you look in the comments and someone will say, 
you're really cute. Would you like to go out or something? It's like, what the heck? And then people just railing on this person like, oh, yeah, that's real. You know, because it's usually some 65-year-old guy in the pictures of like, yeah. some 20-year-old blonde saying, oh, you're really cute. I love your snake. I, uh, I think it's <laughs> Can gonna, we go out? It's going to be funny going forward with the way tech is doing, especially with the, uh, what do you call it, the face swap stuff. That's going to be the oh, craziest. Man. Who would you f- swap faces with? Nobody. I'm perfect. Okay. Say you weren't perfect. I'm going to let him get away with this today, folks, because it's his birthday. Say you weren't perfect. I would, get, I would f- face swap <laughs> with a younger version of myself. Oh, my God. Is that not the height of narcissism? <laughs> you know, I did look a little better when I was younger, so maybe. So let's just do that. Let's just do that. It would fit over your skull nicely since it's still technically your. Well, that's what I love about a. Uh, what do you call it? Catfishing or whatever? You know, you're yeah, going on the. Yeah. Tell me about catfishing, please. Is that was that what is that what it's considered like? No matter what, or there's got to be another term where <laughs> I don't like know what you're talking about. Well, no. Uh, well, catfishing, if I remember correctly, was you basically are selling a story to somebody and y'all meet, and it's not who. It's not the same person. You got catfished yeah. because yeah. it was turned out to be a dude. Yeah, you, you, know? you put in your profile six foot one. 210 and tan and then I show up. Boy, you talk about being disappointed. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like what, but hey, what, but we what, had such a good repertoire what's online. The level, what's the level of catfishing? Don't you remember when we said that stuff? It was real cute. My Does brother, it matter that I'm not 6'2"? My brother's told me stories back in the day where he would meet people online like a girl and she would be like 100 pounds heavier. Not that there's her, anything wrong with that. But is that considered catfishing? <clears throat> Only if she showed a picture of someone who looked like I'm going to go with a real modern reference, Christy Brinkley. <laughs> okay. No, I get you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if she Man, didn't Billy ever... Billy Joel really <laughs> messed that up. That <laughs> but I mean, if she didn't say, look, I'm, you know, 5'2", 108 pounds, and he just assumed that, well, that's on him. That's not catfishing. Well, I was wondering what the what the definition of that would be, because... Next seen... week, we're going to have a segment on catfishing. All well, the do's and don'ts. Well, because... Catfishing brought to you by Audience I can see one. that happening all the time, where, like, oh, you're trying to... Especially the dating world, you're going out there... And you're putting pictures, but then everything's been documented so well over your life now. It's like, well, what pictures do you use? Da, 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 da. But then, like, you don't want to use a picture from five years ago. No, I think I've got some social media pictures where it's like my profile, I think, is a little old. I probably need to update that. But I'm not trying to catfish nobody on it. I'm just thinking about it now. I just wonder if that's what's considered catfishing, too. Just kind of lying. Is it, is it that broad, yeah. in other words? Or is it just specifically with the intent of tricking someone for dating purposes? Yeah, I think it. I think it's probably more that, but I don't know. These are things you may have to consider here before too long. I don't know. Yeah, I might go on some dating website. <laughs> oh, I the, did, I did the dating it. pool is shallow and someone has peed in it, as I've often been told, the older you get. so. Well, I mean, I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> Uh, but no, right. We've already determined that you're, you like your handsome face already. So I, no, what I what I would do if I had a profile, I would just put all my like fifth grade pictures on there. Dude, you get some creepy dudes. Really, you get, like, really freak people out. You get like some Chris Hansen types. You don't want that. That'd be well, maybe so you do. funny. I don't know. Man. That'd be so funny. I mean, it is me. Just me for a little bit younger. Okay, last story. I think is all we got time for. I had a few other things on the run sheet, but I don't feel like talking about them anymore. Um. And what what do you think is a good reason potentially to, I don't know, kill somebody? In your mind, how would you justify it? I mean, you're going to get caught. You're probably going to be like in prison. Yeah, murdering? murdering somebody. You know, it, it, you're going to be like, yeah, I did it, but it was justified. This was a bad person. This was a terrorist or this guy killed my family. You're going to well, go I mean, some like yeah, someone, Dexter style, right? Yeah. You know? I can see that happening. Like you think that's a, that's appropriate, or you can kind of come to terms with eye it for an eye. Yeah, leaves the world blind. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm not really a violent person. I think it would be a circumstance kind of thing, especially managing anger. So if someone like killed my mom and I knew who it was, I would like to beat them up and do stuff to them. But more likely than not, I'm never going to have the opportunity. You ever seen those crazy videos? Of the like the dads and their daughter got raped or something, and he like mm. shoots shoots the dude while, right. while being transferred. You know, yeah, that. man. That's what I'm saying. You're like, I know I'm gonna get caught. Yeah, I just murdered this person, but I this person needed to die. I don't and think I, needed to do I don't it. think I would ever do that. I don't think I could either. I don't think I could. But this. Why are you trying to get me to kill? Someone? No, 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 no. But a man in Louisville, Kentucky, is facing assault charge after shooting his roommate in quote in the ass during a fight about eating. Their last hot pocket. <laughs> I'm telling you, hot pockets are a commodity. I waste them all the time. 
Just throwing them in the back of your car. I, I, I waste them all the time. It says Clifton Williams got angry Saturday. So that's an anger and he began, management thing. He said he began throwing tiles. I'm like, tiles? Well, I guess they got spare tiles laying around there. He said after his roommate ate the last Hot Pocket, the victim told police, according to a court citation. That is definitely not yeah. a reason to kill somebody. I wouldn't ever kill anybody, but I have gotten angry about God, stupid well, stuff like that. Does it say he killed him? Or just, oh, he just shot him. He didn't kill him. Okay. You, the picture of this man, you may want to show. I don't know if it's, it's... He looks like someone that would shoot somebody in the ass for the last Hot Pocket, just saying. <laughs> it says, after the roommate was leaving, Mr. Williams went inside the residence and got a gun. The victim told investigators. Williams then shot his roommate in the ass while he was trying to leave. <laughs> the roommate went a few blocks away to get some help. <laughs> He's being held on $7,500 bond, according to the court documents, and um, a spokesperson from the county clerk said. His next appearance is scheduled for Tuesday. I don't like his odds of getting out or getting off on this charge. Did you show the picture? I'm going to show. I'm pulling it up. Right okay. <laughs> uh, he looks happy about it. Yeah. I think so. He looks like he is, he's, he's pretty content with the choices he's made in life. <laughs> it's awesome. Because I've been mad about that, like, not yeah. violently, but I've been, like, really mad when someone eats my food, and I'm like, come on, man, I just made that, or, you know. Right. Like, I'm hungry, and you just did that. Yeah, and guys are always doing that to each other when they're young, and they steal something off your plate, but you don't grab a gun. All right, man, that is all we have for this week. I'm glad we got to record the show. I know it was kind of tight on the scheduling. Happy birthday to you, yeah, Dick. Um, and I think we're going to try and get another show uh, sometime this week, probably, because the schedule's going to get tight again. It's the summer, vacations, travel, all kinds of things like that. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, all the major podcasts, IRLoneStar.com. New episodes released Wednesdays, 10 a.m. And we'll see you next Wednesday. See you next Wednesday. Like, subscribe, share, follow. Donate. Donate. Like, subscribe, share, follow. Andrew needs a new face. <laughs> <laughs>